This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. I am so happy to have my sweet friend Mandy on with me. Mandy is one of the first people that I met through our little intuition class. And I think you were one of my first practices. So Mm -hmm. if you could tell us about yourself and then we'll just have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. And Lauren, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the chance to to chat with you and with all of your listeners. So I'm Mandy Karsten, and I am an Akashic Records reader. And I really specialize in looking at the gifts of your soul. And so like these, these natural straight and talents that you have um, and how that can impact you as you move through your different incarnations. And I just kind of love all things woo right Mm -hmm. now and love getting into um, all the different things that we can learn because there's so much out there to learn. And it's just like this fascinating world. So I'm, I'm just so happy to be here and chat with you about it. Yes, definitely. I know. So we should say, first of all, we met during this pandemic Mm-hmm. and have built up this incredible like pandemic style friendship where we chat and we were having all these like just incredible you know woo based conversations but also talking about family and balance and business and all these things and i really feel like our conversations were like the foundation for the inspiration for me to sort of launch this this podcast and you know just having these really beautiful conversations and changing the face and the appearance of what spirituality can look like. Cause I think a lot of times people think it's not accessible to them or it's not available or, you know, well, I'm a mother, I have a family or I have a very corporate job and where does this all fit in? So mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out as I so appreciate yeah, <laughs> all of our many conversations. <laughs> I was just going to say it, it is really fascinating because you're absolutely spot on. Like there has been this idea in the past that spirituality isn't something that's accessible, at, at least on this level to lots of people. And I think that's part of, you know, why you and I are called to it is to make it a little bit more accessible. You know, like I'm in the process of leaving a corporate job to embrace this world. You and I both have children so that we mm-hmm. see what the impacts of that are and try to juggle it all can be kind of tricky. And so I really strongly feel that that's part of our purpose is to help show people that it it is accessible, that you can do it. It's not always easy, um, but it's often (laughs) fun and it, it is, it is doable. Yes, absolutely. How did you get started on this spiritual journey? Was it something that you always felt or did you feel a shift as you sort of moved along your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like this really started to come into for me um, a good two, two and a half, three years ago, something like that. But then when I started to think about it, I realized that it does actually go back to childhood Mm -hmm. for me. But what the main shift for me was, is I was in, you know, my corporate job. And I'm not in that particular position anymore, but I was sitting there and I'm like, why do I feel so unfulfilled? Like this filled my cup not too long ago. I loved this. Why 
like, why do I feel this sense of heaviness, this sense of that there's something more, there's something that's missing. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, like lost and drifting a little bit, trying to figure this out and just not having a lot of success. And I was having lunch with one of my friends, probably the only friend that I have that's into this world, you know, like prior to me stepping into this world. Cause now I, I do kind of have my tribe of soul sisters, including you. <laughs> but she was like, oh yeah, I just went and got my aura read. And I'm like, say what now? Tell me more about this. This sounds really fascinating. And so she did. And we talked about it some more. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. So I went and I did it myself and was just fascinated by what she was finding. She had a machine so I could see it and everything like that. And she's like, you know, you have a lot of these gifts yourself. And I'm like, whatever, I do not. And she's like, no, really, you do. You know, um, we have this intuition development class. Why don't you come? So I kind of started off the path. And then once I got into it, I was like, no, this, there are so many signs and synchronicities like this is the, this world that I'm supposed to be exploring and then this feeling of like purpose and that that more that I was wanting this kind of Mm -hmm. felt like it was it and so then I took this sampler class about all of these different types of modalities because you know we we had been in the intuition class together and I was like well what's my thing Mm -hmm. I've got a thing I can tell what is it (laughs) um and but I just I couldn't find it so I, I did this class where they talked about energy healing they talked about auras they talked about the Akashic records and when we got to the Akashic records I was like, wait, hold up now. What? Because when I was a little girl, I um, often had this idea of heaven. And like, I would think about what was on the other side, because you know, that's what normal five-year-olds do. And (laughs) (laughs) no matter how many times my vision of heaven shifted, because it certainly did, there was one constant, there was always a library there. And Mm -hmm. in that library, you could go and you could find the book that answered every single question you could ever even dream up. You just had to have the question and then you had to be able to find the book and then you'd be golden. And like, I was fascinated by this idea. And so then I get into this class, you know, all these years later, completely have forgotten that version of heaven that I I used to fantasize about. And she's like, yeah, I mean, essentially think of it like a library, you know, like it's the Akashic records. This is an energetic record of your soul, you know? So there's this place, this hall of records that you go to and you can open up your books. And I'm like, it's real. So immediately you had that connection back to your visions. Yeah, absolutely. And that was it for me. And like, I, I took so many classes, I read so many books and I just love being in the energy of being in the records. So that's kind of my, my story on a not so short version of it. (laughs) Well, I love that because first of all, I think it's important for people to hear and know that it can happen at any time. I think for some people feel like, oh, you know, I've always known when I was younger, I, you know, saw visions or I had people visit me or I had connections, which it sounds like you did, but you had a very specific Mm -hmm. sort of like connection or download and you weren't sure where that connected to the future. But I love that your friend just like was vulnerable and Mm -hmm. authentic and shared something And I love that you never know what's going to spark you up and also what spark you are going to create in somebody else when you're just sharing something that lights you up and that, you know, excites you. And from that moment on, I feel like it's been a rocket ship for you, Mm -hmm. which again, is just for people to know, like everybody's spiritual journey looks different. There's no one right way. All of our paths are different. And I know one of the things that we've talked about before is trying not to compare yourself Mm -hmm. to other people when it comes to what their process is or what their journey looks like or what their gifts are. 
so how have you been able to sort of just follow the next step in your journey? Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. It's it's not easy. I mean, we've talked about this before this and the piece of it that's not easy is the piece where like the comparing piece, the very mm -hmm. human piece where it's like, oh, I have to, you know, maintain the the status. I have to, you know, do all the things. Well, this person can do it. Why can't I do it? And completely letting go of that. And so it's really following that that idea of what lights you up. And I never really um, gave much credence to signs and things like that. But as I was going through you know, I, I would have these really bad days where I'm like, maybe I'm just not intuitive. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I don't have this and something would happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, spirit. <laughs> yep. I got it. I actually had a, a thing happen yesterday, even where even my husband was like, what was that? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, do, yeah. do you want to share? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like anything um, amazing, but so I have this headset, it's a Bluetooth headset and the, the earpiece comes off all mm -hmm. the time. It pops off all the time and we lose it. And it popped off for me and like, I could not find it. And yesterday was kind of having this, this weird day and I'd completely forgotten all about this. And um, we went out skiing as a family. And as we came back off the ski hill to my car, there sitting on my bumper was this earpiece. And I know for a fact, like I haven't been out to the car. I wasn't wearing the same, like the clothes that I was wearing when I was out there. I hadn't been wearing that wow. when I lost this. Like there is literally no way that this could have made that trip there. Right. And so to me, it was just this sign of like, wow that magic is kind of real, you oh, know, and 100%. that you're supported, yeah. you know, and like, it's, it's, it's a earpiece, you know? Right. And so like, I think that's a big key too, is like to look for some of these little divine things, you know, Hollywood does an awful job of making the signs and, and your intuition loud and like very noticeable. And it's not like it could a couple years ago, it would have been so easy for me to be like, wow, that's really weird. I wonder how that happened. And then mm -hmm. just moved on with my day. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I got this message that like, believe in the magic, you know, so things like that. But um, to get kind of back to your original question. No, I love that um, though. I love that so much. I just wrote something yeah. about that the other day that we often are looking for like the big ahas, mm -hmm. the big splashy reveal of something. But it's in the daily practice, in the quiet whispers that you feel, for me, just this unbelievable support connection, like you are source and like, mm -hmm. but you have to make time for that. You have to be able to let yourself see it. Like you said, a few years ago, you would have not even picked up on it or you would have dismissed it or ignored it. And now something was able to provide you with so much meaning and so much guidance mm -hmm. and so much inspiration because you let it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I've gone over it a thousand times in my mind. There is no logical explanation for how this little earbud would yeah, be it's sitting like the on size the bumper. Of like a chickpea. It's like yeah. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with spirituality too, there really is no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I have taken so many classes and none of it has resonated 100%. Mm. It's not until I sit down and go, okay, what works for me? And I find that there's something that like 95% resonates. I'll take that and then find the little piece that's my piece from it. Yeah. You know, like if you, so if you're doing this work and you're like, wow, 
that that sounds great, but it's not quite it. I'm not quite getting it. Figure out a way to make it your own, which I it's a little easier said than done. And I've, you know, I've worked on that too. Yeah. But I find that, you know, from all of my teachers that I've had, I, I modify what they teach me to make it something that really resonates and really feels powerful to me. And so I think that's a big part of it too. Like there is no one size fits all in this world. Right. I love that you said that too, because I think sometimes that logical brain in us wants to say, oh, well, but this doesn't work. So it's not right. And then you Mm -hmm. throw out all that other things that really do feel connected and really do feel inspired. And I think that any you know, good teacher or mentor or guide is going to tell you that the magic happens when you take this knowledge and you put it into practice. And then when you fully embody it, it is going to be a little bit different. You are going to make it your own. Nobody else has the exact same life experience that you do. Nobody else has it, you know, all working out the same way. So you have to let it integrate and show up in yourself, which means that it's, you can't follow somebody else's process or or class or education, a hundred percent, like then you're going to be doing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that was a little frustrating at first because that's what I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like I would do some of it and it felt so magical. And then I'd get to the next chapter and I'm like, well, what is this? Why is this just completely not working for me? Does that mean all of these magical experiences I had prior are null and void? And it's not. It's just that for that particular piece of it, she's not my teacher. Somebody else is going to teach me the pieces that I need to figure out the rest of it on my own. And I've been told by a lot of people too, that we're kind of entering this age where the old way isn't working for people anymore you know, we're evolving, we're growing. And so part of my work, I think, is to figure out some of these new ways to make it more accessible to people so that they can perhaps have an easier time. Because I know a lot of the the normal ways, you know, quote yeah. unquote, that we are taught spirituality, they just don't work for me. It, it's not something that resonates strongly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I feel like for a while, I was working on my, what we call a connection process. So for those of you who aren't familiar, every teacher sort of, it's pretty similar, but there's different nuances about connecting, which is some form of grounding, right? You're growing roots, you're feeling your energy into the earth, and then you're expanding out from your crown. So you can sort of become this channel, this fluid motion to receive information or guidance or for people that are connecting to people that have passed or ascended masters. And I struggled with that at first because depending on whether you're visual or you have a sense of knowing, it can be hard to see what it is that someone's describing. And I just kept practicing and just playing. And all of a sudden I was connecting almost instantly. Like there Mm -hmm. wasn't the need for this big 10 minute process of imagining and visualizing. It was like, I would sit with the intention, just Mm -hmm. the intention and things were coming in. Mm -hmm. So the biggest lesson for me in that is, you know, like what you said, just play, just practice, just the more you do it, the more you'll feel what is right for you. Yep. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. And 
And I think, again, I just want to call out too that, I mean, it, it is so different because I know you and your process and you can, you can connect in like that. For me, I need a little bit more ritual. I need mm-hmm. a little bit more structure to get in the zone and really feel like the flow is coming. And so you and I both connect so strongly and it's awesome and I love it, but our process is definitely different, right? you know? So just like, I, I really want to call that out for people so that they know it really is, like you said, play and finding what works for you. And so much of this, like if you think about it too much, if you start to get into the weeds of why isn't this working, that lowers your vibration and that makes it that much harder to connect. And so having that sense of playfulness of fun really actually makes it easier to connect because you're in the right zone. You're in the right vibration, in the right mindset where you're happy and, you know, just joyful. And that's what's needed in order to bring some of that intuition in easier. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. A sense of play, a sense of curiosity, Mm -hmm. gratitude. And yeah, you and I have talked about that too. Like, you know, the, the ego, gotta love the ego. Um, (laughs) It just puts you in that place of, of need or expectation. And then something that should be, like you said, fun and expansive and exciting becomes like, what am I doing wrong? Why aren't I getting anything? Other people can do this better. This isn't for me. And I really feel like there's a mindset shift that has to happen. And for me, it's like a daily practice Mm -hmm. um, of remembering why I'm doing this, what I get from it, what it serves, what purpose it serves in my life. So it's not this ego-driven thing. And in fact, just to share, I've been doing my, my Reiki process And I got my level two attunement on Monday and it has been a week for me Mm -hmm. my energy has been so up and down and all over the place. Again, not to cloud anybody else's experience, but it has been hard for me to connect because Mm -hmm. I feel like this major shift in my energy. And in fact, I, I connected this morning and did a little meditation and I was like, where has my channeling gone? And they were like, oh my gosh, it's here. It hasn't gone anywhere, but so much has shifted for you. You need to be gentle. You need like to sit, you need time for this to integrate. I was putting pressure on myself for it to continue to grow every day or this expectation while it was like this for the past five days. There's stuff constantly shifting personally in our 3D life cosmically, we were talking about Mercury retrograde earlier, just to show up each day and whatever is supposed to arrive will and have that trust Mm -hmm. takes time to, you have to have that up and down. Like it's not a straight line, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, like when I got attuned to Reiki um, one and two, I didn't have that experience. Like I was like, did anything happen? Like I went into (laughs) Reiki three with a different teacher and I was like, I'm not even sure I got attuned because you know, I've just been trusting. And she's like, well, trusting is great. And no, I can feel it. And you're, and you're yeah. fine. But you know, like I didn't have those shifts. So I sit there and like, it's, it's very easy. And I don't even know if I've shared this with you, but I'm like, oh, she's feeling shifts. That's so cool. I want to <laughs> feel shifts. <laughs> but that's just not how my body integrated Reiki. I right. didn't need to go through that for whatever reason, even though there's part of me that's like, I kind of want to though. Oh please. my gosh, though. But it's a 
lot. And that's the thing too, you know, trusting that you get it in the way that it's supposed to come to uh -huh. you is a big piece of it. Our teacher Bree has talked a lot about, there's this sort of like visual, like uh -huh. people that can see or put on a pedestal, like, oh, I can see this. I can see this. And she's been doing this for years and years and years. And she is incredibly gifted. And I mean, the things that come to her and, and her practice, and she still doesn't see, you know, uh -huh. and it's like, just being okay. So I can't see, I'm going to focus on all these other gifts that I have, which again, the ego wants us to be like, well, but I'm supposed to be able to do it like this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's one of the biggest things I think out there too, that people think that your intuition has to come in clairvoyantly, that you have mm. to see it. And I, I mean, even for me, as I was developing and, and trying to get clairvoyance, because I was like, I want to see things. Right. We all want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, and to hear somebody say it, that it isn't that you're actually seeing it, you're seeing it in your mind's eye. I'm like, oh, oh, I thought they were actually seeing it with their eyes. Right, <laughs> you know, right. so like, you're like the aberrations right in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like, even there's times with that where I like fall back into that, even though I know it's a scene in your mind's eye, but like, I'm very clairaudient. You know, I get pressure changes in my ears. I get ringing in my ears. A lot of my intuition comes in as thoughts. Mm. And so it's really hard. Like, so is this my thought or is this guidance? Because it's in my head, in my yeah. voice. It's not like I'm hearing somebody speak to me. So it's you know, like figuring out the fine nuances to be like, oh, okay, well, that was definitely guidance from spirit or nope, that was me. <laughs> right. And I think it is a new muscle that mm -hmm. we're learning. And it's a new way of being with nature. It's a new way of being with yourself, with community, with other people. And so I, I love what you said about just having it be fun mm -hmm. and playful. And I think they, I think they, I think they like that. I think they respond mm -hmm. to that. I think what you're saying about being at a vibration that is a match for what you want and, and allowing that to come in is key. So what are some of the practices that you do daily to keep your vibration high, to, you know, sort of stay in the flow of guidance? Yeah. So I think I would like to start out by saying that when I say daily, I do not mean actually daily. <laughs> <laughs> You're like daily-ish. Yes, exactly. I am daily-ish. One of the things that has come up for me is that I connect easily, but I really struggle with staying grounded. And mm. so a lot of my daily practice is in the keeping myself grounded. So I have a bunch of different scented candles that help have those scents to keep me really grounded in, in the presence. Um, in the background, I almost always have ocean waves playing because that mm. just soothes me. And okay. so that like helps to elevate my vibration as well. I have a large um, crystal collection and which I've kind of shared with you too. So I meditate sometimes with holding those. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes too, like if I'm just really feeling this need to connect, you know, like I have this whole connection process that I go through before I go into the Akashic records. And sometimes I just do that to get me into the zone and not actually enter the records. I also love Oracle cards and tarot cards while I'm not as good as at like pulling cards for myself daily. Sometimes that's a piece of it. 
but a lot of it is, it's almost like it just is centered on this, this idea of self-care. So yeah. sometimes it's taking the, the 15 minutes to sit quietly. Sometimes it's taking the 15 minutes to even just read and like do something that's meaningful for me, um, because that all helps me to establish that stronger connection. And it's really hard to do that sometimes, you know, yeah. when you're a working mom, there's like it never feels like there's enough time. But I have found too, the more that I'm like, no, I need to make some time for myself, the easier it is to find that time. Yeah. I mean, yes, yes, yes to to all of that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, you know, I think an objection or a challenge that a lot of people face that want to start living more in this spiritual world is the time or they don't know how and like you said, it, it has to be a priority. Like you have to carve it out. And then once you do, you realize how easy it is and how mm-hmm. fun it is. And it doesn't have to be this huge hour long ritualized process. I mean, even like you're saying to spend five minutes sitting with the crystal in your hand is like infinitely powerful. Yeah. And I think that even, and if you could do that a few times a day with a few different mm-hmm. things, it's like all of a sudden you've let spirit in throughout your life, you know, throughout your day. And if I could share, you had one time done a spirit guide reading for me. And we're going to talk about all like the different things that you do business wise. But I asked you the other day, how do I better bring this team in? We Mm -hmm. all have people around us, whether it be angels or guides and to create that sort of more ongoing relationship with them. And if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the wisdom you told me about your, your good morning and good night ritual with them. Yeah. Absolutely. So connecting with our guides is something that we can all do. It it doesn't require any particular training or anything like that. A lot of it is just that being aware and they like to be acknowledged. You know, it's the same thing like with your human friendships. If you are constantly telling a friend advice and, or they're asking for advice and you give them advice and they just never take it, eventually you're going to kind of stop. You won't stop completely because they're your friend, but you slow it down. So they like to be acknowledged. Um, They like to know that the messages that they're giving you, that you're receiving and you're acting on them. So one of the practices I started to do is in the morning, when I wake up, I just kind of say, good morning. And I'll admit, I have not gotten names for every single guide that I have. And so most of the time it's like, okay, good morning, you know, these people that I know. And if I am excluding somebody, good morning to you as well. You know, so (laughs) sometimes it's just, yeah, good morning, (laughs) spirit guides and angels. Thank you for being here with me today today um and and asking for guidance and I have tingles when you say that I feel like even that shift of being Mm -hmm. like good morning be with me I like feel already a shift in me just you saying that Yeah, absolutely. It's incredibly powerful because, you know, we have free will and that's another big thing to be cognizant of. That's part of why we're incarnated here is to have the free will and to have these choices. And so they can help us and they do keep us out of danger and things like that. But for some of these smaller things, they really need to be invited in and given permission to act on our behalf and do things for us. And so giving them that permission. So along with my good morning, it's, you know, please be present in my life today. Please feel free to send me any signs, any guidance that you have, any messages. And my ears are ringing right now. I think that's them like acknowledging that I do this. (laughs) Um, 
Let us know if anything comes in. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, it was pretty quiet. So I think it was just that subtle, like, yeah, girl, get it. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and so asking them to be with me throughout the day to provide me that guidance. And I usually throw something in there as well about like, I can't guarantee that I'm always going to get it, but I'm going to do my best. So if I'm not responding to it, you know, please keep trying. I, yeah. I very much want this. And so having that acknowledgement, I'm confident that they are sending me signs and, and messages and guidance throughout the day. And that I'm probably only picking up on 10% of it. Right. Like I know they're so active and I'm just not getting it. Right. Well, <laughs> so, because like you said, you're, we also have chosen to live these lives as busy working moms with families yeah. and a lot of responsibilities. And yet we can still have this part of our life be active and continuing to grow. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And you know, as much as like we would love to play in the spirit world all day, you know, yes. a lot of times that's <laughs> not really feasible. You know, we still have to get up and do the things. So that's kind of my morning connection process. I, I do check in throughout the day, you know, especially like if my ears ring or something, I kind of sit back and be quiet and just allow whatever it is to come in if there is anything. I, and I don't always get something. Um, so sometimes it's just an acknowledgement of, I heard you. I recognize that you're, mm -hmm. you're trying to connect. Sorry, we didn't get there, but I heard you. Right. Um, and then at night when I go to bed, even just, I'm like, I'm lying in bed, just thinking this, I'm not even saying out loud, but just thinking them and being like, I know you were here with me today. I'm sure I didn't pick up on all the messages, but I know that you sent me this and this and this and this and kind of reviewing some of these things that happened to solidify that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was really nice. Cause it's a good way to fall asleep too. You know, oh, like I to think it. about the magic yeah. um, and just saying good night and like, please guard me, you know, guard my dreams as I'm sleeping. If there's any work we need to do together while I'm sleeping, you know, let me rest first, but then let's do it. And yeah. um, cause that's <laughs> a big thing for them with me too, is they'll keep me, they don't keep me up, but we'll work all night. My, yeah. my spirit will work with them and I wake up and I'm exhausted. And my husband's like, you just slept for 10 hours. How are you exhausted? You're like, you Sorry. don't know where I've been, what I've been doing. <laughs> I know. I don't even know where I've been and what I've been doing. So that, that process of thanking them and just saying good night and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. And that really helps. And even just taking the time to talk to them, like one of my mentors, I, I kept telling her, um, I'm like, I'm just not connecting. I don't know what the deal is. And she's like, girl, you are connecting. You just don't realize it because you're clear on it. You think these thoughts are your own. They're not. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, you know, you have right now or at that time, you have a 30 minute drive to work. Use that 30 minutes to just talk out loud to yourself and have a conversation with them. And, you know, so that you're acknowledging in them that you're trying to bring their presence into your life. And, and that was a really nice practice. And, you know, now I don't have that commute anymore. So, and, and that's kind of why I've started doing this morning and evening connection thing mm -hmm. where I'm thanking them and saying hi and, and things like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love so much of what you said. And I think also the nighttime, the, the dream work is so mm -hmm. special to also share. It can be a one minute blessing for sleep or connection or something, because I think for a lot of people, that's an entry point, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe they're not getting things, maybe they don't know how to connect, but their dreams are active and their dreams, they get signs, they get signals. They might have an experience of something that um, is going to happen in the future. So I think setting an intention for sleep 
is a really beautiful practice. And if you can keep a dream journal, so when you wake up, you sort of write down what happened or what you remembered, and then you'll start to notice like, whoa, I had a dream about that. And then something else popped up that was like just the same in the day. It's like, yeah, that's how they're accessing you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, too, the way our intuition comes in can vary, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what you're working on, what your natural strongest gift is in, um, that kind of thing. But the dream world is a great place to get guidance for, from spirit. I mean, even people who aren't on a spiritual path right. will wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I, I don't know, like, I just woke up with the answer. Well, that was your guides, just because you don't acknowledge that it was your guides, like they're helping right. you while you're sleeping. But the the dream world is really kind of this halfway house for us you know like we're entering halfway it house. just naturally yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like we're able to like enter it by going into the dream world and then our guides are able to kind of come down and enter into the dream world too and so it's a little bit easier than us you know after having a, a really busy day to just sit there for 15 minutes and get in the zone and get mm-hmm. that guidance um, it's a lot easier to do it just kind of naturally through sleeping yeah. So having definitely. some of those intentions to be like, okay, can we talk about this thing that's bothering me? Can we, can you give me some guidance of this? And then I also set the intention to remember it long enough yes. to write it down. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love setting an intention for guidance about something or helping get clarity. And then you wake up and even if you haven't gotten the message, there's something settles in you. You feel mm-hmm. like you maybe don't know it and like um, mind level, but I feel like sometimes you just know it on a soul level. Level that it's going to appear like yeah. you just have a new le- level of confidence that's within you. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked so much about all the amazing woo, which we mm-hmm. love, but I wanted to chat a little bit also about the work. So I love that we did talk about some of the practical pieces because I think that making the spirituality be more accessible and letting people know that, you know, it does take daily work, but I wanted to hear more about your specific business and some of the challenges and things that are happening in your work world. So as you said at the beginning, you're an Akashic Records reader. So tell me about some of your readings and how you came to decide that that's what you were going to do. Yeah, I I don't feel like there was ever a a singular moment where I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it just kind of came um, and and started to evolve that way. So, you know, I had taken this Akashic Records training class and to get certified in it, and I love certifications. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a junkie for any kind of certification. I don't know why, (laughs) I just am. Um, And so I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to get certified. You have to do all these practice readings. And so going into Bree's group and being like, hey, does anybody want to practice with me? And like slowly testing out the waters. And I still Mm -hmm. do that. You know, like when I originally did that, that was for my main reading, my favorite reading, the soul gifts reading, where we talk about the the, who you are. But I've done that now too. I, you know, as I've ventured into career readings, as I ventured into relationship readings, as I ventured into spirit guide readings, you know, putting it out there to practice it a, a couple times. And as I was doing these practice readings, I don't think I was really thinking about doing it professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the idea was there someplace, but it wasn't a conscious recognition of it. But as I was talking to people and hearing the feedback that I was getting and how much I was loving doing it, like my husband was like, wow, you just feel lit up after you've done this. Like your energy is so good. You're so happy. Yeah. It, it kind of started to occur to me, well, maybe I can do this professionally and, and charge something for it and do that. And so 
it just kind of had this natural progression. But I, I think some of the, the the tricky part of that is how to do it authentically. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not want to be the person who's on her Facebook account all the time saying, hey, I'm doing this, you know, like buy my stuff. And, and I think that's, there's this idea right now that you have to be very active on social media to be right. successful. Um, so some of the struggles that I've kind of had have been like, okay, well, how am I going to authentically reach people that feels good? to me that doesn't right. feel salesy that doesn't feel pushy I want to help people but I only want to help you if you want the help you know like mm-hmm. I, I I'm never going to force healing on you <laughs> you've right, got to make right, right. that choice so that's been some of the the struggle as well you know how as I come out with new readings how do I let people know about that in a way that feels authentically good to me in a way, way that doesn't feel salesy or pushy or anything like that because that's not the energy I want to embody right so that's been a, an interesting thing and and you know, turning to the spirit world to get some guidance on that. Like we've talked about that with my human design. I am not that person who is supposed to be going out and and actively seeking people. They are supposed to come to me. I'm supposed to pull them in. Right. Um, So, but then trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and it's so funny. I mean, for so many of us that have spiritually based businesses, it is an interesting dance to do the promotion, have a strategy or an action plan or set goals. I've found that it can either feel like totally separate from your spiritual self. And it feels weird to all of a sudden be approaching it with a very different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's maybe blocks. Well, a person that has this practice shouldn't be charging X amount of money, or I shouldn't have money as a goal, or you know, just various things that we've either taken on over time. And so I think that the work part of it is actually sometimes more challenging mm-hmm. <laughs> than the spiritual practice part of it. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you sort of found that balance or how you're working towards approaching that. I'm still in it, honestly. Yeah. And trying We're all to in it. It's yeah. always <laughs> absolutely <laughs> every time you think you've done the work, uh, yeah. then there's more things that come up. Um, you know, a lot of it I, I think for me has been finding people to bounce ideas off of mm. and and trying to lean into that sense of community, which is interesting because I think especially in the old spiritual world, there was this idea of like, no, if I show you how to do this, then you're going to take my client. So I can't, I'm going to keep it very close to the vest. And I I do think we're entering into this stage now more where it's a collaboration, you know, like I am more than happy anytime I find something that works to pass that on to somebody to say, oh, this is what I did because there's always enough for us. Right. And um, And there's so many different practices and modalities. And I think more than ever before, people are combining all these different things and making it their own. So maybe they have this Akashic Records training, but they also do Oracle and then they also have Reiki and they all, Mm -hmm. all these things come together to create something unique. Absolutely. And, you know, at the core of, of what I'm trying to do and and who I am, I want to help people. And so if I'm not the best person to help you, but I know who really would do it, like a bang up job helping you, I'm going to send you to them because I want you to have that experience. It doesn't have to come from me. I just want 
to get you what you need. Right. Um, so I love this idea of, of building communities and, and finding people that are part of your tribe that have the different modalities of experience and work um, and, and being able to lean into that. So all of my guidance, you know, really around like the business aspect of it kind of comes in hodgepodgey because I, mm-hmm. I talk to so many people. My husband has a really strong business background. I'm in a bunch of business groups and have been and dabbling with the idea of, okay, do I go and get a business coach? Cause I'm at that level now, you know, how, how do I up level to the next level? Mm-hmm. But that too has been tricky because I'm going to be picky. You know, I've, I've talked to some business coaches where they're like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You don't have enough followers on Instagram. And I'm like, well, you are obviously not the coach for me because that's not how I want to pull people in. Right. You know, so that's just not going to work. So yeah, there's been a lot of trial and error and, you know, I, I trust and have faith that things are developing in their own time and that I will find the people that'll help lead me into it. And then just trying to really pay attention to, okay, when I meet this person, do I feel that authentic connection? You know, can I tell that they're going to get me to where I want to go? And again, you know, calling out, it's not loud. You, You have to be paying attention and you have to be feeling into it, but you know, the signs are there for sure. So how do you track your wins or acknowledge your growth from a business perspective? Do you have some sort of a practice where you have specific goals that you're trying to reach or is it just sort of like organically growing? For most of it, it's organically growing because Mm -hmm. I'll admit when I started out, I was not sure that this was going to be a thing right. for me. And and that's part of what I wanted to explore because my day job is an IT analyst, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so my husband's an IT analyst. He needs the hard facts as do I. Right. So to step into this world, I needed some proof that this is something that can be maintainable, that this can be feasible, that in the long run, we can make this work because we, we are a family of four, you know, we have to make sure that our basic needs are provided for. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, started as like this smaller, like, I just want to see if I can get any clients. And then lots of clients showed up and I was like, okay, that's a thing. And so now (laughs) it's now I'm in the process of being like, okay, so what does this mean? How many do I need? And, and getting more into that, that business mindset, which is a little hard for me because once I get into that business mindset, I seem to be really good at being in my left brain and really yeah. good at being in my right brain. But trying to straddle both is probably my next area of massive growth that needs to right. happen. Right. But anytime I do get a new client, um, whether it is a reading on Etsy or a package that I offer like, you know, eight Reiki sessions, something like that. Anytime, it does not matter. I immediately go downstairs and I celebrate with my husband. I give high fives. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking whatever led them to me to, to bring them to me. Cause I get an opportunity then to play because I love this work and, and right. doing this. So always celebrating. I have had, I've tried to do like a wind journal because I love the idea of that mm-hmm. and being able to go back on those bad days and reference like, okay, here's all the good things that have happened, right. I think is really beneficial. But what I've found is that for me, I have two small children and my notebook keeps disappearing. <laughs> Every time I put it down, I never can find it again. So that has not been quite as successful for me, but I love that idea. I I just have to figure out a different way to make that work for me. Yeah. I've started doing it on 
Friday afternoon, Mm -hmm. like looking back at the week and just sort of keeping track of that. I think that's great because there are going to be weeks where you get five new clients and there's going to be weeks where maybe you have no new readings, depending on what kind of spiritual business somebody's in. But during those weeks where you don't, then what else have you accomplished? What did you do that was fun? What did you do that was for your practice? Where did you get to brainstorm or create? Or there's so many other ways to sort of build your business that are not directly revenue. I think that that way, that old way of measuring success as only what money you brought in, I mm-hmm. think is like a huge paradigm shift that's happening. And I think has to happen in order for us to continue to be in this work, you know, because- yeah even when you're talking about like, is this sustainable or is this maintainable? I think there is something that shifts when it comes from a place of joy and intention. And I love doing this and I want to help people and I want to just spend as much time as I can doing this versus, you know, I need this. So now I'm going to do things that maybe don't feel as good to me, but that's Mm -hmm. what I think I need to do to push this product or this is what other people are doing for success. So I need Mm -hmm. to do that. You know, obviously I do human design. So I think that's a big piece of it is knowing how you best operate so that you can maintain that alignment and be in a place of flow and, and not a place of desperation. Cause I think you start to feel that you go online and you see, I just made $30,000 on my first week in clubhouse. So who wants in? And you're like, Oh my God, what are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Yeah. And I mean, and I've seen those things as well. And I struggle with this too, because I'm like, is this just a cop out? But if it's the latest fad, it's probably not for me. I'm just not a trendy person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but I want to interject for a second, because I think your business has been primarily word of mouth. It has. Is First of all, the biggest compliment to you. Mm In many cases, and many of our businesses is the biggest and best way to grow, to grow organically, to get people that are in alignment with you, because Mm -hmm. somebody's going to have experienced something with you. And then they share it with somebody else, you know, it's bringing in that right energy, it means you're not spending money advertising, Mm -hmm. you're not even really having to spend time doing the social media or doing the list building. And yes, I love all those things. And I do think they play a role in everybody's business. But I think word of mouth is the number one all star that you can do. Absolutely. And what I love about word of mouth is that I know if I get a client from this person, like any client that I've gotten from you, I know is going to be an amazing client because they already jive with you and I jive with you. So I love that. You know, when, when I get like these, these cold clients off of like Etsy or a post or something, and I don't know them, I have no connection to them from people. Like they're all great people, but I can tell sometimes their energy is not a match for, for exactly what it is that I want to be calling it. And I'm, they're still brought to me for a reason. And I still love working with them, but there's certain people that I just know if the, if your referral source is from this person, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good reading. I love that. And I think too, that depends on your human design profile, because some of us are made to really grow and get opportunities from a more intimate network. Mm -hmm. And others of us are more made to be a stranger of consequence. And you put yourself out there and then maybe you're getting more people that you don't know. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's another piece of it. And just knowing 
how it's meant to be for you, just take some of the pressure off and some of like that sort of self-doubt that creeps in. It's like, oh no, this is the way it's meant to be. And then you can still put intention and focus and work hard on that, right? Mm -hmm. Like if your business comes in from your network, the relationships that you build are critical and that's where you should be putting your attention. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one thing I wanted to circle back to, and it it keeps like floating in and out of my brain. So hopefully I can articulate this correctly, (laughs) um, is, you know, this idea of success and, and that we need to be doing a certain thing or making a certain amount. And that is a big conversation that I've had with my husband, because again, like trying to make sure that this is something that's feasible. He's like, well, if you do this and you don't make what you're making right now, then you can kiss all these things. Goodbye. You can kiss an early retirement goodbye. And I keep telling him, I'm like, you know, here's the thing though, IT work, I'm miserable doing it. And so I can't wait for retirement. If I were to be doing this, I don't care if I'm still doing this when I'm 85. I love it that much. I hope so, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, I, it's been this hard mindset shift to him to be like, I don't care if I'm as financially successful because I am so personally fulfilled that I Mm. want to be doing this. And that's been a, a big thing for us to like evaluate and and work through together this idea that maybe you don't have to be, you know, pulling in what you think you have to be pulling in because this is ultimately too, I mean, about our happiness and, and what we feel called to do. I mean, I could not agree with you more. And not only that, but that this idea of abundance Yes, you hope it's financial because, you know, we need to have our needs met. And then oftentimes the more money that comes in means the more money that we can put out in a beautiful way, whether it be charity or learning or growing or developing our own skills or sharing that with others. But I think abundance comes in in so many ways. And that's Mm -hmm. been a big shift to me too. Maybe I'm not bringing in a certain dollar amount that I had in my head that I was supposed to have, but all of a sudden money is showing up in different places Mm -hmm. and in different ways. And, you know, maybe an investment that you had grew more than you expected, or maybe you saved money in some way that like, oh, I didn't know I was going to get that for free, or I didn't know this opportunity was going to come up or you get picked to be a winner of something and also your health and your relationships and your happiness are all places where abundance comes in. It's not just in the financial. And I think that is such an important shift that you're talking about that we need to make in this work. And it doesn't mean that you're not wanting financial rewards. Money is energy and we Mm -hmm. should have this good relationship that, you know, I'm not giving my things away for free. And I, I have this value of my time, but it's changing the way you look at it and more of this big overall orb of abundance versus money is this happiness Mm -hmm. is this work is this family is this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and when we have those slow weeks, you know, I've, I've shifted my mindset now too to be thankful for the slow weeks, because if, if I've gotten that, then that means that I probably needed a break, which I've definitely had slow weeks that have happened where I'm like, where did this come from where all of a sudden I have nothing this week? And the message is very clearly, you need a break, but also to 
explore this. Like I love learning, you know, we've done master classes together, yeah. you know, like we're always excited to learn the new thing. What can, what else can we incorporate into it? But to do that, we need time. And when I have a full schedule, I don't get a lot of time to do some of that investigation and to do that, that play and that research and that what lights me up. So now when I get these breaks and I don't ha have as many clients in a week, it's, it's nice. Like I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I, I always like qualify that with sending a message out like, I don't want this to be the norm, but thank you for this opportunity for me to sit down and, and take this class or to read this new book or to have the extra time with my kids. Cause gosh, I've really been feeling burned out and I needed that. I haven't seen them as much lately, you know, so also having some faith and trust that what's coming in is exactly what's needed. And that mm -hmm. was a hard one for me to grasp at first. Cause I didn't want to stop the role. I didn't want to stop the flow of, of things yeah. coming in. Things mm -hmm. are happening. I don't want to stall out, but for me, personally, like I had to take two weeks off one because I had to and one because I were going on vacation. And I was like, Oh, man, I've been on a such a roll for the last couple of months, I don't want to stop that. Mm -hmm. And what's happened, though, is this just means that I've got bookings even further out, like when I right. accepted that I'm going to do this, people are cool with that, you know, and so getting into this mind space of no, it's still okay to take the time for me, and it's still okay to do these things. It's a struggle at first, but when you can get into that, it makes it a lot easier. And then you find that the things that you were afraid of happening, the losing of clients that you lose your flow, they, it doesn't happen at all. Right. Absolutely. There are up and downs. It's not mm -hmm. a straight line to quote unquote success, whatever that looks like. And there's always going to be a dance. And I think that for people that are just starting out to just really consider why they're doing this, what they want from it. I think what happens sometimes is people leave this corporate world or this business world to create their own thing. And they are so excited about it. And then it very quickly loses its the fun factor. <laughs> you get all wrapped up in what you're supposed to be doing or what you see other people doing. And then it's like, well, where's the joy? You didn't leave something else to start something on your own to get back into that same cycle of having to fill every moment of your day with busyness or doing all these tasks that you don't enjoy. I mean, I could talk about that endlessly. So stay tuned for future podcasts about that. But I just think it's important to remind yourself why you're in this work. Absolutely. Yep. So as we're wrapping up, I just would love for you to tell everybody where they can find you and how to get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on my website anytime at www.mandykarsten.com. And I am also on Instagram as at Akashic Insights and on Facebook as well. If you just search for Mandy Karsten, that will pull me up on Facebook. Okay, awesome. And then you have Etsy. Right? Yes. Yep. I have a store on Etsy. So if you are looking at my website and you're like, wow, these are really too big of packages for me, or this reading is really comprehensive and that's not quite where I'm at right now. My Etsy store, which is Akashic Insights as well, that has a lot of my readings broken down into smaller, like bite-sized chunks so that's that we can cool. do a smaller reading. You can kind of get a test of it, um, feel if this is a good fit for you, if the information is jiving for you, and we can kind of take it from there. And I've had a lot of clients that have started on Etsy and then have crossed over and become clients, you know, outside of Etsy as well. So whatever resonates with you and feels good to you, I'm, I'm happy to do. Thank you. The Akashic Records, I think, you know, I've done all the, I've done all the things. 
was one of the most transformative experiences. Oh, yeah, having a reading with you, knowing more about my soul's history and where my lessons and my em- empathic gifts and my my support team and the lessons that I'm here. I mean, it makes sense to me on a soul level that you really, it's hard to put into words mm-hmm. how validating, expansive, comforting, inspiring. I mean, it is legit like knowing yourself in a completely different way. And also we've talked about before a beautiful compliment to human design because yes. it's the how combined with the what combined with the when, and it's a really fun thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the Akashic Records gives you that that basic. My readings give you the information and then human design really gets into the nitty gritty of how you can use that to your advantage. Right. How you were designed and how you can show up knowing all this information now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, my dear. Yes. I so appreciate and loved having you on here. I'm so thankful that you invited me. This is fun. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.